When we think of leadership, it's hard not to think about presidents. Because presidents are practically the highest position one can aspire to when in a democratic country. And there are exceptions, of course, in terms of uh, structure and design, but essentially in any organization, corporation, or otherwise, the president is somewhat a very high and respected position. And rightfully so. It's not an easy feat to be president. Not only should you have uh, the qualities the position requires, but you can also demand the same prestige attached to the position. In fact, one U.S. Uh, historian, one uh, Robert Dalek, who categorized the top five values or qualities that the best presidents of the United States were at that time. So let's go through the five one by one and try to see if we can, uh, we can identify leaders in our own country who possess this. Robert Dalek identified in successful U.S. presidents that enabled them to achieve things that others didn't. Of course, he took into consideration those high-performing presidents, those who have enacted significant change, and those whom people loved and respected. So let's go through them one by one. First is vision, consensus building, pragmatism, charisma, and last but not least, trustworthiness. These qualities, according to Mr. Dalek, contributed greatly to the success of that particular president. And talking about these qualities, let's try our best to dissect these values and try to know how we can emulate the same for us in our setting. First, let's talk about vision. So what is vision per se? We see that a lot and uh, we see these things attached to the walls of many companies, the vision statement, the sweeping statement that uh, encompasses the primary directive of the company and where it intends to go. For people, this could pertain to the ability of foresight, the capacity of one person's ability to see beyond obstacles and imagine solutions. So what do you feel is the importance of visioning for personal and professional success? In the Bible, in Proverbs 28, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Is it the same with us, with corporations, with countries? A leader who has no vision is no leader, if you ask me. Because a leader has to have vision to be able to lead. So there are people in the position. So are our leaders showing that same vision today? If they are, do you see a clear picture of what that vision is? Do you see it as clear as day? As if looking at an HD picture of what and where they want to take us regardless of the fact that you may not like the picture. Which brings us to the next point. It's simply not enough for leaders to just be visionaries, although that's a very important trait. One also has to have the ability to be able to build consensus. So what does that mean? Well, it is a leader's ability to be able to unify ideas and build consensus or an agreement for the entire organization to be able to move forward. You know, I used to watch a lot of Star Trek before, and part of the reason why I love to watch that show is that it really played into the organization's need for consensus. But of course, the buck stops with Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the SS Enterprise. Yes, I enjoyed The Next Generation better than the original series, but then again, I digress. There were times when the crew disagreed with the ideas of the captain and vice versa, but there was always a unified approach to things, something that we would be talking about in the next few episodes, but to preview, there is growing 
synergy, growing synergy, which primarily means their effectiveness is greater than the sum of the contributions. Consensus building hints that the leader not only has charisma, but able to listen and have those negotiating skills. And that the leader is able to hear out and value the opinions of others, even those from the opposing sides, and is able to make decisions without self-interest. Are our leaders like that? Or do they have that value in them? Which leads us to the next point. The leader must be pragmatic. Pragmatism is a very important philosophy that all people of leadership in some capacity must possess. It's their ability to be able to discern and think through situations, giving them an objective view of reality rather than a biased, closed vision and interpretation of what's going on. Imagine a leader who listens to every whim and fancy of their people, or those who act according to pure emotion or due to popular demand. These are leaders that play a very dangerous game, and they will find very soon that the only interest they truly want to serve is their own. Pragmatism offers a choice to our leaders to sometimes make the difficult choice, the choice of being responsible over the need to be liked, to let go of self-interest or political gain, setting aside one's ego for the greater good. Easier said than done. And to be able to do that without creating suspicion from other people, one important value that a leader must have is the next one, charisma. What makes charisma important, you say? Well, in my youth, I used to compete in oratorical or declamation contests. We would come in dozens, children you know, lined up and asked to perform a memorized speech to be delivered based on certain criteria. And I remember most of it. The criteria for judging would be things like overall impact, memorization, stage presence, and audience impact, and things like that. We would deliver the same speech over and over and over, and the judges will assign the winner to be the one with the most memorable performance that meets the criteria. But look at the criteria again. Did you notice that out of the four major categories, three of them require charisma? And only one really required some level of competence? Scary, right? The truth is that when you say something to people, you need to be believable. And people need to trust and like you. Charisma isn't a negative thing. It's a tool that can be mastered through practice, self-reflection, being open to feedback. You know, the Philippines has seen its fair share of winning combinations, charisma and competence. When we have a charismatic leader who is competent, that is very attractive candidate indeed. When we have a charismatic leader who is also competent, that is a very attractive candidate indeed. Which brings us to the value that ties it all together. Trustworthiness. Is your leader a trustworthy leader? Does the leader instill confidence from people around you? Because the leader is someone who walks the talk. And at the end of the day, the leader always inspires honesty and integrity. Because the leader has inspired the same in the actions that are being displayed by him or her. This doesn't mean that the leader is someone who is blameless and has no sin. In fact, no. It would just mean that in the mistakes that could be made, you can still put your trust in the leader because of his influence and integrity. So how would you score your leader now with all these five categories? Think of a leader now that you'd like to create. 
based on vision, the leader's ability to see beyond and look towards the future. Consensus building, the leader's ability to gather people together and negotiate. Pragmatism, the leader's ability to weigh important matters in a just and fair manner. Charisma, the leader's ability to inspire, connect, and relate with people. And trustworthiness, is the leader a trustworthy person? What's your score? That score is a call to action. And the call to action is this. We cannot blame anyone else but ourselves. In this world, we can't expect it to fix itself. Change has to start with you and me. And only if only we can see more leaders who act out for the good of the people rather than themselves, what an amazing country we could be. But then again, we must start our change from ourselves. We cannot blame our leaders for acting the way they are. We can hold them accountable, yes, but ultimately, we cannot pretend we are not part of the problem. And even you, who has called this out, is also responsible. If we continue to add more resources and knowledge of values in our lives, then we would start to affect change. That instead of pointing blame and casting hate. Let us work on educating people of positive values. Instead of ignoring channels who try to instill positive change and values, give them a boost. That instead of spending time writing things that criticize, spend the same time to educate and better yourself. Our national heroes are all remembered by their great actions of sacrifice for our country, but seldom are they recognized for the things that they do on a consistent and day-to-day basis. We don't remember Jose Rizal for his amazing consistency on being responsible. Change isn't achieved by one fell swoop, as some stories will romanticize. It is an intentional day-to-day walk towards a vision for the future, led together by building consensus with the people we share ideals with and those we don't. Our ability when the situation calls for it, our ability to be pragmatic when the situation calls for it, and our ability to be charismatic even when we don't feel like it. And also in everything that we do, we take day-to-day steps to be trustworthy and value our word even when it hurts us deeply. Those are the stuff of heroes. What are the qualities that you feel should be the most important quality for leaders? Or can you think of any other important quality that the best leaders have in common? If so, you can tweet me or send me a DM on Twitter. I'll post the link on our description. Or you can send us an email at jmtdavao at gmail.com or fonzimarquez at gmail.com. So thanks for listening, folks. And have an awesome week. And let me leave you with this very powerful quote by Mark Gorman. He says, Not all dreamers are winners, but all winners are dreamers. Your dream is the key to your future. The Bible hints that without a vision or a dream, people will perish. You need a dream if you're going to succeed in anything that you do. Good luck and take care.